Welcome to the Stay Tuned with the Chlorine Institute podcast. The Chlorine Institute, also referred to as CI, is a chemical trade association based in Arlington, Virginia, that focuses on advancing safety in the chloroalkali industry. In this podcast, we will dive into the topic of safety as it relates to this industry. Hello, everyone. I'm Robin Kinsley, and I'm the Vice President of the Transportation and Emergency Preparedness at the Chlorine Institute. Today's guest is Randy Rowe of Worker Worldwide, a longtime member of CI and the 2019 Pete Mayo Awardee. Welcome, Randy. Thank you, Robin. For those of you that may not be familiar, the Pete Mayo Award has been presented annually since 2004 to recognize an individual for his or her service and leadership in the chlorine industry through participation in the Chlorine Institute. It was no surprise that Randy was nominated for and selected as our latest recipient as his contributions to CI are numerous. Randy has recently retired after 30 years with ERCO Worldwide, which is a chloroplay manufacturer member, and last served as ERCO's manager of plant services. Randy served on CI's emergency preparedness issue team for several years, and more recently led the team as chair from 2015 to 2019. He also greatly supported CI's annual chlorop team training and numerous transcare training events, conducted many external emergency response trainings on behalf of CI and ERCO, and much, much more. Randy, can you give us a little background into how you first started in the chloroplane industry? Yes, um, I was 18 years old. Uh, 1979, I started working at uh, BAS at Wyandotte Chlorine Plant in Port Edwards, Wisconsin. I started out as a loader and I was quite uh, impressed with uh, the whole process. It seemed very, very interesting. You know me, I like to keep my mind going all the time. So it was very interesting. (laughs) Then around, it was probably around 1985-ish, I went on my first call for an emergency. It was at one of the local public swimming pools. We used to have them at one time. And um, I can distinctly remember how scared everyone was there. If you're familiar with how they ran them pools, um, you know, they had a hundred, they had, uh, cylinders hooked up on manifold systems and they were underground and I was able to help them. And from then on, it could be kind of, became a passion of mine to, uh, improve what we did and to be available to help people when they needed me. So that's kind of how I got into the emergency response side of it. And, um, it just kind of grew on me and I just, uh, really liked doing it. Great. Well, you know, us at CI, we love our lessons learned. So can you tell us about a difficult hurdle in your career and how you overcame that? Oh, um, several, right? Throughout uh, a 40 year career. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I had was obviously we did a, the conversion project here at Port Edwards from um, the mercury cell to the membrane um, technology. So that was a huge challenge. Um, but probably the biggest challenge I've had that's ongoing and continues to be a challenge is the certification process that we utilize uh, to keep our, um, we have a tank repair shop in our plant. And to keep certified through the AAR, that's been a huge challenge. Um, but it, with the help of many people, a lot of CI members and uh, 
contractors. I was able to get our certification, maintain our certification, and uh, probably wouldn't have been able to do it without all the networking that's available through our Chlorine Institute and the people who are willing to share what they learned. So um, that's probably been the biggest challenge of my career is to, to meet and go up and beyond regulatory requirements. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think everyone at CI, a lot of our members would agree that that, that networking we get at the, at the meetings and any other in-person things are, are pretty invaluable and help everyone get through a lot of those kinds of challenges. Totally agree. Um, so being a CI member, what do you feel is the most valuable about being CI member? I look at uh, CI as a informational hub for our industry, where you members have access to such a you know wealth of knowledge and, and understanding of how to produce and ship and use our our uh, mission chemicals safely. Um, the opportunities that uh, members have to network with other producers and end users and being able to listen and share challenges that we all experience. And then we have, uh, we can all resolve them and meet all these re re uh, regulatory requirements that are out there. So I think CI to me is, is uh, it's an informational hub that I can get, no matter what question I have, there's always someone that can get me in the right direction or give me the answers that I need. Okay. Over the time you've been involved in CI, what have you found to be the most rewarding in your work um, being involved with in CI activities? Or even if you can add to that, what is one of your most memorable moments in those activities? Oh, I've had some memorable moments. We <laughs> <laughs> um, don't have to talk about them all. <laughs> we all have. Um, it's been, you know, it's been a long run with CI, and it's been um, rewarding, challenging. Um, I've met some awesome people. Uh, the, I've worked on so many projects um, in the last, I don't know, probably 20 years that I've been working with CI. Um, the advancement of the shipping containers, uh, pamphlet reviews, though the good pamphlet reviews, um, the membrane conversions, you know, a lot of us went through that at the same time. Um, response equipment, what I had in 1985 when I went on my first response compared to what we have now, um, we've done some great things and um, I was involved in a lot of that, of the, of the advancement of the kits. But I'd, I'd have to say the one thing that uh, was most satisfying is the advancements that we've made in the expansion of our Chlorep network. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. We went from a few response teams kind of scattered out throughout United States and Canada to a very, very sophisticated network of over, I think we got over 80 response teams. And um, that brought on the challenge of how are we going to train these people? So first we have to get these Chlorep teams and people agree that they would help us with the Chlorep network. And then all of a sudden we have four, five, 600 people to train. That brings us to 10 years ago when we built, when we went to, uh, well, probably 12 years ago now, that we went to uh, Mississippi 
to Jackson, Mississippi at the fire academy and we decided who who is best to train Chlorep members is probably us. So that probably was the biggest project I've ever worked on with CI was to organize something like that. Um, what we have going on in our world now, they could all learn a lot from what we did at Jackson, Mississippi. We took people from all over North America, from Texas and New Jersey, and we threw them all together and they're the best in the industry. Then we get a Norwegian <laughs> and we throw them all together and we make the best training that's available in the country. To me, amazing. So I'm pretty proud of that because I spent a ton of time on it. We've had changes through the years. We get better and better and better. And um, to me, obviously, I'm pretty proud of all that. So um, I think that was something that um, just remarkable. And we all have a fun time doing it. And we do have fun, yeah. <laughs> and I would say to this day, we just get ongoing positive feedback about that annual training. And every year in the, in the comments we get from students, it's, it's the best training they go to in any year. Um, so something to be pretty proud of. Yes. yes. And you were, Every, you were there in the beginning. Is there, you know, talking about all those days of working with Cora, is there a, um, do you have like a fun story or, or memorable moment you could share? Ooh, ooh. That's PC. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh gosh, I'm sorry. You caught me off guard. Uh, you know, to me, it's probably not a moment. Robin, it's more of a, a period of time in my life. Um, these people that do this are so dedicated to what they do and the friendships that I've developed uh, through all these years of uh, working with these, with um, the emergency responders, Chlorette members and Chlorine Institute. Um, I have a lot of stories, but, <laughs> but uh, but uh, nothing's jumping right out at me right now that I could probably tell the story. Yeah. So, yeah. And speaking of all the friendships we made, I mean, some of these friendships go beyond just professional um, oh, friendships. Yeah. A lot they've oh, become yes. personal friendships, and a lot of people stay in touch in the off season and outside of events. And you know, like the recent hurricane, just checking in with people, just make sure everybody's okay. Um, right. And going on personal lives, we a lot of people. It's long lasting friendships, and everybody. A lot of people like to stay in touch for life right mm -hmm. okay so being the new the latest uh pete Mayo award recipient um what what does getting that award mean to you well very very humbling don't get me emotional now <laughs> um you know so I, here's the way i'm looking at it. I'm, i'll say on behalf of all the first responders the chlorep teams the Chlorep contractors, the railroad DGOs, the, the firefighters, the police, you know, um, we all have dedicated a huge portion of our lives to ensure that everyone is safe. To me, to be awarded the Pete Mayo Award is a tribute to what a lot of dedicated people put a ton of personal time in to achieving. Um, you know, it's a network of knowledge and experience that uh, is ever is out there and it's at everyone's fingertips uh the recognition of the pete mill award given to me makes me uh proud to be uh, part of such a great organization uh people who 
care about uh, doing the right thing all the time. And that's all is kind of what I've tried to do is the right thing all the time. So I'm very, very, very honored to uh, receive this award. And again, um, I, I'll, I'll accept the award on behalf of all of our first responders. Yeah, and I mean, as you say, it takes a village, it takes a network of people to do a lot of what CI does and the receive response have, training and responses. We've had some great, great ideas, mm -hmm. but it takes a ton of people to execute what we want to do. So, but again, I'm very, very honored. Mm -hmm. And we are happy to present this to you. We congratulate you. I mean, you've you've gone above and beyond over the years, um, more than what's asked for. So you were certainly very deserving. Um, yes for this award. Um, speaking of our, our network of uh, members and responders, what advice would you give for the next generation of chloropolis safety leaders and responders? Um, I think you might call them young bucks or whippersnappers. Yeah, the young bucks, yeah. Well, as Frank told me, they gotta be able to carry a case of course, but uh, um, my advice is, the, to go out and, and, and meet people, ask questions, always look for ways to improve the equipment, uh, your response time, uh, improve training. Um, the biggest thing is, the, is then once you learn these things, share it. Um, it's very, very important that we all continue to work together and with a goal of uh, no one gets hurt zero injuries. So uh, my, my, my advice to the younger guys coming in, and there's some good ones, trust me, I, I, there's some very, very good ones. And um, they're gonna be fine. But the biggest thing they need to do is when in doubt, ask. And once you learn, share. Yeah, I would agree. Don't, don't be afraid to ask questions because yep. an unanswered question could turn into a, a problem, <laughs> potentially. Yes. Sure. Okay. Now, on a more personal note, you know, we just mentioned you retired after I think 30 years with ERCO. So, what plans do you have for your retirement? Oh, my wife of uh, 38 years is well, be 39 if we make her to December. Uh, we're in the middle of a move. We're moving out into uh, the woods. We're going to live in a little cabin. We've uh, we went to 900 square feet from 2,400 square feet. Um, so that's been keeping us busy. Uh, I have five grandbabies now, and um, they like to keep Papa busy. And um, probably ride the motorcycle when we can. But um, the biggest thing is, um, you know, with all the things that have happened and uh, in our world with the, with the COVID-19 and give us a little bit of time to reflect on uh, what I do. And, uh, you know, I've also been very, very devoted to my job and my company. And uh, they were very devoted to me too. I might add that too. They've given me opportunities, but, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time um, and a lot of hours uh, doing what I do. And now it's maybe time to reap some of them rewards and spend a little more time with my very understanding wife and my my precious grandbabies so that's really our plans and then i got uh, a whole bunch of people all across uh, 
North America that uh, have opened their doors for me that I've met through uh, my job. I uh, got a lot of phone calls and uh, people wanting me to come visit. So that's on our, our, our list of things to do too, because I don't want to lose the, the communication and friendships that I've built through all these years of, um, yeah. with my job. So we're, we're going to be busy. <laughs> Oh, well-deserving. I guess we can finally share you more with your, your wife and your kids and your grandbabies. And we're, yeah. It's very, very well-deserved after a long career in, in supporting CI. Um, and we'll certainly be waiting for you here in, in the D.C. area to, to come visit us this summer. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And maybe down in, at a future Clorac training, you can come visit and just hang out in the shade at uh -huh. one of the stations. <laughs> well, that's what I've been trying to do for the last two years. <laughs> That's what they tell me anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I will. Um, I will try to get down to Jackson and out to DC. Somebody got to keep an eye on Frank, so I might as well try to do that a little bit and, and um, go see the boys in Texas and in Kansas and out east. I got plenty to do, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. All those friendships you talked about. Yes. Staying right in touch. Yeah. All right. Well, well, that concludes our interview with Randy. Um, again, Randy, thank you for taking the time to share with us and giving us some advice for the next generation of safety leaders, particularly. And, and congratulations again on your Pete Mayo Award. It's, it's very you. well deserved. And thank you. I think I can say on behalf of CI staff and all of our members, we, we wish you a very happy and relaxed retirement. Well, thank you so much. And uh, again, I'm very uh, honored to, to receive this award. And, and I thank you. For the recognition. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Stay Tuned with the Chlorine Institute. To find safety resources and information on CI, visit our website at www.chlorineinstitute.org. Comments, views, opinions, and recommendations expressed during this podcast are solely those of the guest speaker featured in this podcast. The Chlorine Institute, or CI, does not endorse, support, approve, recommend, or certify the comments of the guest speaker. Any third-party material or content referenced during the podcast does not necessarily reflect the policies or standards of the Chlorine Institute. CI assumes no liability or responsibility for the completeness and accuracy of the third-party content. Any views and opinions expressed by the CI staff are those of the employee and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Institute. The Chlorine Institute does not make any warranty that the podcast or server used to make the podcast accessible is free of viruses or other elements that may possess harmful or destructive properties. Any questions regarding this disclaimer should be directed to CI's communications coordinator, Rayna Ely.